never worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show then you're probably a nerd Monday, you know what that means? It's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything, because as it says in the title of the show itself, it's all in canon. We're your hosts, I'm Boris. And this week, somehow barely made it, I'm joined by Phil. Hello, Internet World. And Tyler. Coming to you from the edge of the world. See, this is the time of the episode where, typically speaking, I would talk about what we're going to talk about. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not happening this sure. week. Sure. That's, that's not form. happening again this week. Oh, no. The reason is... Because I'm, I'm I, just like last week, Boris is starting with a fucking rant. Oh boy, this day today, I think I've had internet for maybe three hours. And when I say this day, I talk about like since midnight, I've literally maybe had internet for three hours total internet, phone, and television. I feel bad for you. It's, yeah. Yep. Yep. Fucking annoying. Just I, so annoying. I can't even. I don't know how carriers get away with outages like this at this time of year with yeah. people working from home. With this, like, 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 let's just remove the fact that everyone is going back to remote work here in Ontario because Omicron is just running wild like Hulkamania. Like, it's just absolutely insane right now. Let's remove that fact. Let's just talk about the fact that we are in 2021. This isn't 1996 or 2000 when cable DSL internet was new. Like, come on. You know, we're paying insane prices for internet here in Canada. We're paying insane prices for infrastructure. We're paying insane prices for tech in general. I just want shit to work. And I'm off. I don't need to do anything right now. You know what I was doing today? Preparing for the radio show. Calling into meetings. Calling and doing that for the radio show that's coming up. That's what I've been doing. But I can't even prep for my podcast. Which literally consists of me scouring the internet for shit I want to talk to you guys about. I mean... We have the worst internet of any OECD country. I know. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm stone cold sober. But you know when I won't be stone cold sober? That is on our Christmas special. 
because our Christmas special is coming later on this week. And uh, I think uh, we were just talking earlier that it's going to be a very interesting and fun recording just to put it all on the table. It is Monday evening right now. We're going to be recording the Christmas special on Tuesday. So in about 24 hours, the three of us will gather again, chat, labyrinth, gremlins, and pig. Now, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> exactly. <stuff>. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Tyler. One of these things just doesn't belong. The funniest part is that you'd think that Tyler's movie and Pig would be the one that I maybe least enjoyed. And no, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Was it was your own. It was Labyrinth. You hated Labyrinth no, the most. Well, Labyrinth always gets me a little bit weird, but Gremlins definitely put me in a weird spot. Oh, my God. We'll talk. I about have, it I have, I have pages upon pages of notes. I love it. Oh. I fucking love it. I can't wait for that. It, it it took me two weeks to watch Gremlins. Two freaking weeks. It's it's actually very funny because I prepared notes for this episode and tomorrow, and for the and for the Christmas special, I have I want to say like nine ten pages of notes, mm-hmm. and for this episode, I think I have two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so. That is tomorrow. We're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it with a little bit of suspense. Because, yeah. you know, that's what that's what that we, we try an, to hook you. That was an amuse-bouche. Yeah. An am- Jesus. Fuck. Oh, phenomenal use. Oh, well that was done, good. Phil. That was oh, chef's bravo. kiss. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Phil. All right. Now. <laughs> Phil was inspired by pig. Let me. T- <laughs> exactly. It's it's yet but a truffle. <laughs> let me. Let me. Now, now, now to the second subject. Which I almost said, well, right before we started recording, and you guys kind of guessed where I was going to go with this. <laughs> guys, I really don't I understand mean, our. Audience. I don't understand our audience. I do not. Number one, Tyler, don't call our audience fuckers. <laughs> Why? That's what they want. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> They're filthy and wanted. <laughs> So, number two, as I was scouring the news when the internet did come back up about 20, 30 minutes ago now, whenever that was, all I could see was, um, like, uh, uh, Bungie HR boss steps down, we have Ubisoft issues, and I'm like, okay, we really cannot turn into the labor unrest podcast. Wait, why? Oh, we I, we can, we one thousand percent can. I'm just saying, it's it's like for me, it's kind of funny that like like how much how big this is getting, and I'm I'm not trying to make a joke about this. I'm just saying like, holy crap, it's taken all this time, and now mm-hmm. now people are starting to jump on board, right? Like it is crazy, and we're not just in the tech industry. The tech industry amazes me, just because these are people making six figures. Plus, most of the time, right? And they're still getting pissed off. So it just goes to show you that money isn't everything right now. And the money that they're getting isn't the money, technically, that, you know, they're still getting underpaid. I mean, 
there's two parts to that. Of yes. all, I mean, a lot of people in video games aren't getting six figures. No, right? not video games. And even in tech, there's a lot of people who are making high five rather than six, right? And the other side of it is the bigger issue is and always has been work-life balance. And there's this weird mm-hmm. belief that you can just work a little harder. Well, Crunch, I was thinking about this after I've I've seen some of the bungee stuff. Um, and I know that they cite crunch in it again, the, 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 basically the push to get the project done, the game done. Yeah. But I see it paralleling into it all the time, just on project work. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many yeah. times management comes to me and goes, ah, oh, you thought you were going to go home this weekend or, ah, oh, you thought this was going to happen. No, our deadline is X and yeah. we need this much done. And say goodbye to sleep like you know what i mean like your eyeballs are gonna bleed yeah that's and, for sure and that's it and it's accepted then they want us to hide it Yo. then they go oh when you do your time sheet only do 40 hours yeah and all this and like oh, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. a crime yep that's exactly but, you know what's a going crime on. No, that's exactly it, right? Like, this is happening not just in, like, it's happening everywhere. Like, IT is probably the, one of the worst offense uh, offenders uh, for this, right? Like, it's it's really bad. It's really, really, mm-hmm. really bad. Yep. But. I know, man, and this I've is had friends at. who have done career changes, and they've come to me, and they've gone, you know what? You seem to be doing really well in IT and all that. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't do like, it. Don't. Don't. Stay away from don't IT. Don't do it. Like. Listen, kids. Your family's gonna hate you. you, you your managers, you're lucky if you get a half decent person, let yeah. alone a half decent manager. Like, like it's just the the industry is gross. You know, I I, I want to avoid using the word toxic because it just seems to be the the word du jour. But it's really got this underbelly that's been seething for a long time. Yeah, it, it for sure. And it's good to see video game companies. You know, maybe breaking that mold and offering some some public guidance. Like I, I know that there was a video game company this week that went union. I forget which one. It was one of the smaller ones. It was one of the smaller dev houses. And then there was uh, all this stuff with Bungie and all the stuff with Activision Blizzard. And yeah. Well, you know, Ubisoft stuff to me is just they're make they've made a decision about the type of product that they want to do. And so, you know, one thing don't want to do can, it. Can you elaborate on this Ubisoft? Like we've referenced it a couple times, Phil. Can you elaborate on what we're referring to? Well, there's the decision to put in NFTs into the games, which is controversial and early days. But I, I get that there's an argument that somebody's got to do it. So we're going to try. But they're putting it. They've decided, uh, I guess, about a year ago or half a year ago. I don't know exactly when. I didn't have any notes prepped on this. Yeah. But I just know that Ubisoft came out and made an announcement that they're no longer doing the AAA type of games. Yeah. They're no longer going to sit there and and plow away at an Assassin's Creed X. They're going to make everything either free to play or low entry point iterate the crap out of it. They want to go after the GTA 5 model. They want to go after the Fortnite model where they just iterate the crap out of a game, season it out, and try to get you to buy season's passes and whatnot. And their developers are saying, no, we don't want to do it. Yeah. And they've also got a really, you know, for lack of a better word, they've got a history of not having uh, the most, you know, nice workplaces or, you know, 
a lot of sexual harassment and yeah. allegations and whatnot, well, so what I, I just like people are leaving the company i understand the the the, the want from the powers that be for continuous gaming and, and cycle cyclical gaming right um i get it it's it's an easy way to get your MRR up, your monthly recurring revenue, right? It's a good way to make that prediction. What the MRR, like I just said, is your monthly recurring revenue, which is essentially how much money you're bringing in each and every month through subscriptions, through whatever, right? So if you have a cyclical game like a Fortnite, um, like an Apex Legends, it's it's in subscription base. It's very easy or easier to predict how much money is coming in, and you're you know you're you're just continuously developing. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, it could end up being cheaper, and you could be bringing in a shit ton more money. So that's why that is you know a, a huge interest to a lot of companies, right? But you know, you're essentially removing what made video games video games for the longest time. And that's what's really um, the, the like that's that's one of the areas, you know, I've seen some editorials of actual like um, developers themselves and designers saying, well, I did this to create like the next, you know, I'm just going to say like a Metal Gear game or whatever. Right. This continuous model it's for very specific type of games. And, you know, I'm not saying that you get to choose where you work. You don't get to really choose your projects, but it just kind of sucks you dry. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, let's be honest, oftentimes these games are made for you, you know, to like, you don't even realize how much money you're spending. Right. So it's kind of like there's that, Skinner boxes. right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, go ahead. They're, they're entirely designed to be psychological traps that yes. are really just like, like they are very mm -hmm. hostilely designed to ensure that they extract the most money from you as possible, right? Which you compare it to a, a so-called classic gaming experience. And I'm talking like even pre-WoW, like pre-MMOs of you paid once and you're done. Yeah. And yeah. you got your thing. And, you know, we, and we have all sorts of different ways for it. And, yeah. You know, there's going to be a lot of different... Uh, business models as we go but the, the other side of the coin for this um games as a service mmr focused model is you are so much more subject to regulation as i think we're trying oh, yeah. we're going to start to see pretty soon that's exactly like, the Europe, other that's exactly it right Europe there tyler getting prepped to crack down on a lot of this being gambling because it is. it is gambling. It is gambling. Like you can't say like it's like it goes back to the to to the EA loot box, right? Like it goes back to that. Yeah. Like it is gambling. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. You this is gambling. It is legalized gambling. And the companies like EA know exactly what they're doing. Don't let them play dumb. They know exactly what they're doing. Well, it, the number of the number of companies that have reports from consultants specializing in psychological behaviors and exactly. manipulation, yeah, like no shit. Casinos have been doing this for fifty years. Yep. Why, mm -hmm. like, why would video game companies not if we let them? Exactly. I well, think that's, that's go that's ahead, the Phil. thing, right? Like for for me as a customer and a guy who would sit there and pine over, you know, a lot of the time games that I wouldn't even complete. So here's the newest Assassin's Creed. Okay, everybody's playing it. I'm going to play 20 to 30 hours of it. Then I'm going to peter out. Yeah. Or all my friends used to play all the Far Cry games. You know what we don't talk about right now? Far Cry 6. Yep. You know what no one's playing right now? 
Far Cry anything. Yep. Yeah, like in my spheres, everybody's basically walked away from Ubisoft as a company, as a, as a consumer, like as the buyer. Because I'm like, you know what? I bought Valhalla. Great game. Had a lot of fun with it on Stadia and on my PS5. I bought it twice. But if they're going to come forward with pish like Ghost Recon and stuff yep. that's free to play and garbage and sitting there derivative and just trying to get me to buy NFTs, I'm never touching their product again. Like, if that's your mantra as a company and you're not even going to try to bring out the 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 one thing and maybe diversify into other yeah. stuff, like, I'm done. Like, that's, I'll go spend my money elsewhere. So I want to jump in real quick, Boris, because I have a good point on that. Um, and I, I get the feeling you're gonna you're gonna shift us a little bit. It's actually fascinating because Assassin's Creed Valhalla is the second most profitable game Ubisoft has ever had, mm. and it it alone pulled up all other Assassin's Creed title sales. Like it rejuvenated the whole line. It was yeah. so good. Um, as of recording, Ubisoft launched its NFT model two weeks ago. Did either of you see what the total sales to date was for that? I have I not. I didn't look, but it, it... Do you want the number of sales or the dollar value first? Let's go with mm. number. I'm I, like, let's go with number. So 15. This is, this oh is okay, so that's 15 transactions have been made under this model, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, dollar value. This is going to piss me off, value. isn't it? $400. Oof. Oof. And they're still doubling down. Like this is, this is my larger issue with more and more companies going this, this model of like your new seasons and this whole thing is, as Boris said, not every game works for that. Yeah, no. But now you're all competing for the same slice of the pie. Yep. This is just like when everyone yeah. was trying to make a WoW killer and no one did it. Yeah, no one was able to, and and no one even came close. To be honest. What gets to me right now is the whole NFT thing, right? Like, for me, it's still a fad, and it's going to stay a fad. I don't know what you guys think about it. Um, you guys can kind of chime in when you, like, you know, when you guys uh, speak next. But, like, I personally think that right now, this whole NFT thing is a complete fad. Within five years, you know, your NFTs are going to be worthless. It's not even going to be worth the, 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 the storage in the ethernet that that it's stored in in this cloud space whatever um it's 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 not it's not it's, stored in the cloud space that's the better I know, worst I know, part i know that that's why i was looking for the word in my head it's like even when i said that, I'm like no it's not even it's like oh, it's yeah such a, it's you have the sign that points to a web address that someone else controls yeah it's a pointer you literally have a pointer you literally have a it's redirect. so stupid you buy a redirect yeah. Well, that's that's my big issue with it as well, in the sense that what Ubisoft are proposing is let's say they create these NFTs or whatever, and you're playing Ghost Recon and you get this really kick ass gas mask. I don't know, like with skulls on it, and you know, it, it's a cool bit of kit for your character. There's no commitment from Ubisoft that that's going to be able to be transferable into the next iteration of the game. Or that it will be transferable across their games. Or that, you know what I mean, even though they're supposedly shared platforms and all this other great stuff, the potential is there for it. That would maybe be the only thing that would compel me to enter into that space would be to have 
a guarantee that the skins transport and to have a section of games that I'm actually going to play. Right. But why the would they do that? Any why, of it, I'm not going to do any of it. Why, what's, what's the incentive for them to set this, this infrastructure up like that, Phil? Well, I, I would assume that the incentive would be to keep the customer and Loyal keep the customer happy and keep their money going. Yeah, but no, that, and but, keep their money feeding you on your monthly. But I don't see that that will pay off. Like I, I, I see them going, there's way more money in screwing them over, letting them get butt hurt, and buying it again. And, and and you guys can stop me mid sentence if you don't agree with me. But I think history has proven that gamers are suckers. History has proven that you can absolutely take advantage of a gamer. They're going to be pissed off for a year, two years, three years, maybe maximum, but they're going to eventually get over it, for lack of a better term, and they're going to get back to you. Like, like uh, gamers are gullible for the most part. Um, anyone who does, who works with tech seems to be or not who not works with, but who who follows tech seems to be very gullible. Like it's very hard for a brand to to lose a loyal customer for good. I'm not going to disagree with that because Skyrim, but <laughs> you know, let's make the same game for 10 like, years. Like I'm not making I'm like and, I'm not and, saying recently this is the case, right? I'm just I'm I'm, well, gener- I'll, I'll, I'm generalizing for the most generalizing part. like in this case we'll take Ubisoft for example and plug in your point which I think is valid. Well, okay. They sit there and they see all their numbers drop. They see their uh, employee morale crater. They they go through all these radical changes only to turn around and say, okay, in three years, we're bringing back Assassin's Creed and it will be a AAA title and yada, yada, yada. And we're going to market the crap out of it. Then you're going to see everybody flock back to Ubisoft, right? Nobody's going to sit there and go, oh, you really bummed me out. And you really, you put me over the barrel with NFTs. I agree with that. You know, it, it gamers do it all the time. Yeah, you're right. Like they sell you nostalgia back when when stuff they're doing it right now. Let's redo Splinter Cell. They announced this week that they're just basically redoing the game. Splinter Cell, the original. Right. In new updated graphics. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like they're just trying to get you back wow. into their game. The whole remake. And then start messing around. The whole remake model that's happening right now with all systems. All, all publishers, I should say, right now, yeah. just goes to show you, uh, you know, yeah, there's something to be said about playing a game that you played years ago as a kid or as a teen or in university, you know, now with updated graphics and everything, you know, there's something to be said about that nostalgia hit, but they're screwing you over at the end of the day, right? Like they're, they're most of the time they charge premium price for these games and like, you know, if anything, uh, Grand Theft Auto has showed us that that this can go yeah. really, really bad. Flip side, Nintendo has showed us how well they can do with it. Mm-hmm. Tyler, anything to say? I'm actually trying to pull a piece of data All right. to, to make a point. Um, All right. And I, I couldn't find up-to-date data. I know that as of 2017, uh... <coughs> Don't die. Uh, Fallout 4 sold better than Skyrim. Fallout 4 in its first year sold better than Skyrim up to that time. Mm. I don't know if that's continued or not, but I mean, really, it's just a matter of how cheap is Skyrim to remake. 
Right. I think that's, yeah. I, that's the long and the short of it, right? Is it's it's the cost of remaking these games versus what it what it makes for them. Right. I I do. I mean the 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 entire subsystem of ongoing games like GTA Five. I don't under. I don't. And I've looked into it. I don't fully understand how GTA Five keeps making money. Yeah. I personally like, like, don't understand. Like, like, yeah, like intellectually, I do, but I don't know who makes those that choice, right? Like, it's oh, it it's completely all the the shark bucks, right? Like, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't know who makes that choice. I don't know who does that. What do you mean, as a customer or as a company? Yeah. As, as a customer, customer? I oh, I'll tell you right now. Okay, here's sure. the environment that I'm in. Like right now, a friend of mine. Uh, my buddy and myself, we play Forza Horizon Four Five. Sorry, like every week, I will grind the crap out of that game for money in game and everything like that. There's no external augment. There's no external buy-in with that game, so I love it for that. But mm-hmm. previous to that, we used to play the crap out of GTA Five, and we were very invested in it. And you know what? There were times when I'd look at what that guy had. And the amount of time that he put in, I didn't want to put in the time, but I'd take, you know, they put shark bucks on, on special sale or whatever. And I go, yeah, I really want to have this perk in the game. I'm going to buy the shark bucks because I'm getting like a perceived deal on it. Right. But it was a waste of money. Like I regret it every day of my life. I feel dirty because of it. But, and I'm thinking how many kids are doing it and not even knowing what, See to regret it. But you see, Phil, <laughs> like, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there, and this is the point that I was trying to make, right? And, and I'm glad that you said it. It's the kids. It's the kids. That's where they get that's where the, that's the audience that they're trying to 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 pardon my French fuck over. It's the kids yep. who they're trying to take advantage of. It's the kids who they know that, you know, will just willy-nilly keep spending money, 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 hitting buy, 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 right? Um, It's the kids who will go to their parents. Let's assume that they go to their parents, right? And and, and they talk to their parents. Like, on on Thursday, when I went to go watch Spider-Man, I was having this conversation with with the person I went with, and he was telling me about, like, how his kids just, like, basically go up to him and and, and ask him to to buy some uh, whatever, whatever dollar thing they use in Fortnite, right like that's where they get you it's not us really it's more the kids more than anything else i understand else. for Fortnite. now having said that i don't understand who's doing this in gta 5 I don't, yeah I that's will what agree i was with saying that. Yeah. yeah i will that's agree exactly what that. i was saying like i understand the Fortnite person and in part it's because Fortnite is so the design of Fortnite is so hostile, right? Like it's it's a yeah. game about like you don't even get to choose what your character looks like if you don't pay. Yeah, that's that is so insidious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, I agree. For I, sure. I will agree with you guys about the whole GTA thing. Like I I know that you know grumpy old man Phil. Yeah, sure. I might have dropped ten or twenty bucks over the years, and same with the division. In fact, I've dropped on skin packs or you know mod packs or whatever but I'm usually angling on a deal, but I don't understand how it's a complete revenue source for these games. Let me tell you, man, when, when, when League of Legends came out, I was dropping hundreds of dollars with Mike. 
we were dropping a yeah. shit ton of money going to 7-Elevens or or corner stores and buying their those cards to huh. to upgrade and 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 get further right yeah so well hell how long did i play wow for i i know the traps exactly right how we paid to play star wars <laughs> for a month <laughs> for a month or two yeah we're talking literally like 10 years ago to this week when we were like hardcore red bulling playing that game me you and mike would sometimes <laughs> fuck <sighs> dude it feels like a lifetime the funny ago thing now. is i never i never got my land speeder so. <laughs> but yeah so i remember we we're like that's gonna take two years to save up to buy that yep yep man it's just crazy it's just crazy like the whole video game industry like realistically guys 10 years ago did you ever imagine that the game the video game industry as a consumer would be the way that it is today by that i mean having these cyclical seasonal games having continuous dev games um you know having free to play but you know pay to win i think we saw that one coming um yeah you know the 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 quality issues that we're constantly seeing in video games <laughs> cyberpunk um you know like, like the video game industry is if you really take a look at it take a step back and take a look at it oh, no. for for what it is it's a fucking mess isn't it it's being broken for a long time but it's like I don't... really really bad right now but not bad as a as a whole. Like there there's certain things that are like really, um, I, I think are are, are are smellier than others. I don't I don't know how to right. properly like, say like, it. Look, look, this is the way I feel about it. It's I I I always identified with the stories that I've seen in the media about consumers feeling that a product was misrepresented. Right. I like mean, they advertise the crap out of it. It's just like a movie trailer. They make you believe it's one thing, you get it, and you it's a crapshoot, man. It might be the best seventy dollars you ever spent, it might be the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there is some limit on what you should be allowed to yeah. advertise versus put out. That's a hundred percent a point that I'm yeah. with you on. Back to Warsters of the point. I mean, we gotta remember that 2011 was the year Dragon Age 2 came out, and that was honestly. That and that was the same year that Star Wars came out, and it was the same year that shoot, what was the other like? There was another broken game in 2011. Point being, like, it was 100% like a prescient foresight. Dragon Age 2 was full of reused assets, it ran like crap, yeah. and like they announced DLC day one. It was yeah. paid DLC right out the gate, yeah, I remember. yeah, and paid DLC like that was. That was Dragon Age one had that with the golem, yep, I remember that. Oh, that was. That was Dragon the way they Age did one games, right? Had a like, character in your camp who was like, "Oh, come, please help me." And you're like, "Yeah, of course, I'm an adventurer." And they're like, "Yeah, that'll be fourteen ninety nine, motherfucker." Yeah. Yep. Remember, the, all the rage was buying a season's pass. They they'd take the three expansions and they go, "Well, you can buy these expansions at twenty bucks each, or you can give us, you know, we'll we'll knock ten dollars off and just give us this lump sum." And you're gonna get those expansions. Yeah, like, they still that do that, but it's 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 you know, it's not as prevalent anymore. But it is. It it does exist in yeah. certain games. Yeah, it's not so obvious like it used to like, be. Like hell, 
like right now, I guess I, I was looking on Twitter in the same vein as what we're talking about. And that was that uh, Forza Horizon 5 won IGN's game of the year. Yeah, I saw. And everybody who was trolling them, like, how could you do this to an editor of game? Like, how could you give game of the year to Forza 5 when Forza 5 is basically just prettier graphics than Forza 4? But they've said shit like that all the time. I know. How could you, you say that about you MMO? Win. How could no. you say that about... Exactly. And that's what I thought of, too. Because I'm like, for... I love Forza Horizon 5, so I was thrilled that they got chosen game of the year because right. you don't see an open world racing game get that much recognition. Yeah, it's iterative, but so is everything else. Right. Like, that's the game industry. But that's, what are that's we going to exactly do? It. Game of the year is the newest version of Skyrim? Oh, shit. I bought that like five years ago. Right. Like, mm, where's the new stuff? Like, it should be going to games like Returnal. It should be going to like proper IT, uh, IP that's new and fresh and has a future in front of it. Right? Hades, like, which one are Kona? you? Yes. Or Kenna? Yes. Hades. That, that's Hades. a huge deal, Tyler. That's a huge deal. First ever video game between a Hugo. Yep. yep. That is huge. Like, absolutely amazing. Kudos to that team. Yep. And, and, it, and it's a wonderful game, Kenna, to be honest. And it takes two. Like, there's a lot of good stuff happening in the industry that just yeah. doesn't seem to get the The issue, uh, guys, Tyler and Phil, is that I think, Phil, you, you, you were starting to get to this point, and that's where the attention, where the marketing dollars are being put, right? It's being put on the Fortnite. Yeah. It's being put on the, on the Forces. It's being put on the Apex Legends, on the League of Legends, on the whatever it is, right? Whatever cyclical game of the, of the month it is, right? That's where the marketing dollars are going. Look at Riot Games and their insane expansion since they got, like, the huge investment, right? Um <laughs> You know, uh, it's 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 it, the unfortunate part is that it is taking away attention from the games that actually des deserve it. You know, like your Returnals, like your Resident yep. Evils. Like like th this is the first well, time we I, even I mentioned Resident Evil on this episode, right? Like this well, is the this is the point right now. Like it, it, the the video game industry right now is in such a such a weird place where these one off amazing games. Are just completely being ignored by these weird, you know, the the, the cash cows, the the golden goose. Wow. That can go towards the whole idea that their 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 articles are cooked, which well. we've talked about in a roundabout way. But secondly, I won't even touch that. I'm just gonna say it. But um, <laughs> huh? I won't I won't dig into it because that's a whole topic. But uh, you just look at the state of video game industry. You can't buy a PS5 still. I'm so thankful to Andrew and yourself, Boris and Tyler, for working so hard to get me a PS5. Who would have thought a year later, you can't buy one. Yep. You can't buy an Xbox. Yep. Like, well, you can't buy a new video card. Yeah, you can't yeah. buy a new video card. Like, you gaming can't, is stuck. You can't buy an old video card. But you want to know why people aren't talking about Returnal? Because people don't have PS5s. That's a big part of it. Honestly, yeah. that's going to be like the game that you get the console a year from now when you yeah. can maybe see it on the shelf. And you're going to be like, I'm going to get this classic game. Returnal kicks ass. Finally, been waiting three years to play it. That's a fantastic point that I, like it didn't even cross my mind until you just brought it up again. And, 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 and you know what? Me, I'm privileged in the sense that I got the ps5 day zero 
right? Like, I was lucky enough. Uh, so well, you guys I, put down payments in. <laughs> well, Tyler did, and then he he went through his little fiasco. But we got it day yeah. day one, right? And you, know, I kind of forget. I kind of forget that that's a huge factor when we talk about these these one off games, right? Like the Returnals, like the Resident Evils, and 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 whatnot. Like that's a huge factor. And as these one off games are being released just for the one system, not this multi-platform release, like multi-generational, not platform, multi-generational. So just PS5 exclusives as opposed to PS5 and PS4. Um, you're going to start seeing this issue more and more, aren't you? Yeah, like I, I think that it's redone the entire industry right now. Product availability is basically forced a lot of companies to delay games so that they can do a multi-platform so that yeah. they can say yep it's on ps4 as well as ps5 or even look at xbox's strategy of putting everything in the cloud well here's like, the I'm thing though, friend though. who went out and bought the, the thing with that though, my right friend now, bought an old xbox but he can play everything new okay but here's the thing phil like no. think about think about it this way right now xbox has the advanced clear advantage because yes. of that strategy, because you're able to play on the cloud, because they have Xbox uh, Series X's set up on the cloud for you. But I actually want to. Oh. But I'll just finish this one point as Tyler yeah. always brings up the Internet. Yeah. Go ahead, Tyler. I was actually going to say, I think that we wouldn't. I don't think we would notice if it wasn't for COVID. Because I've pulled up the numbers, mm. and so PS5 has sold yeah. 13.4 million units. Yep. In the first year and a half of the Xbox One, they sold 10. In the first year of the PS4, they sold 11. Yeah. Like, despite yeah. shortages, it's but, outselling okay. previous okay. consoles. Okay, it's outselling them, but who is it getting <laughs> but to? But it's sitting in... It's sitting in scalpers, garages, exactly. and living rooms while they charge a thousand bucks on eBay to get them. I think that's that's the thing, right, uh, Tyler? Like, so, like the so numbers, the numbers say, aren't lying. The numbers aren't lying. I've seen these reports all across. I believe them. Yeah. Yeah. PS4 is, or PS5 is outselling PS4's pace, but who are getting them? Which consumers? Is it falling under the well, consumers' like, hands, or is it under I, the, another middleman's hand? A ratio I mean, like games sold or something like that, but I, I would say that what ten million go into the hands of people and three million are sitting in warehouses. Or numbers don't even support that. The numbers say ten percent at most, so one point three. There you go. Damn well, you, people in your. Mind. Which admittedly, it's hard to do. But the other side you gotta remember is like those scalpers want to move them. Of course, so, yeah. it, scalpers aren't sitting on. And, and I'm not defending scalpers here. I'm just trying to say, like, yeah. scalpers aren't sitting on hundreds of those and not lowering the price. No, it's like produce. It goes rotten. Like, yeah, you don't I mean, if they're caught. sitting on it, like, that's that's money that they've outlaid that's not going anywhere. Yeah. I get it. Man. It's an interesting spot, though. I, yeah. I just... It's, it, this I is don't the know. Thing, like, right? it, it's like... <sighs> 
it's like the dark side of the video game industry, right? Like what's really going on behind closed doors? What's what's really happening? And, and I, like I would just love to do like an in-depth look, in-depth series um, with 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 angry former employees and whatnot, and just like you know, just 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 bring out the uh, uh, you know bring out the tea, as the kids say, spill yeah, the tea. I- the one thing the one thing that I find most interesting is we've talked about it on the show where Xbox Series S is obviously the big seller because you can buy it for this holiday season. But I get a little bit charged out of the Series S being sold like that because it just means the console is going to stick around a little bit longer than maybe well, they could have put it to pasture. So, but it's not as powerful as an X. Here's the thing, Phil, though, for, but for me... It's a weird spot that they're in. They've At the end of the day, collectively, just... go ahead. Collectively, they've only sold about eight million hmm. for the X and the S. Whoa! Holy crap! That's there you go. See, but also this goes back to what I was saying. Like you know, clearly this is now at for for some VP or some director who wants to become VP. At, at Microsoft now has some ammo to say, look, if we can't sell to consumers, why are we putting all of our efforts on hardware? Why don't we just sell them a literal Xbox that connects to the internet and they can play on our servers? Yeah, here it is. I mean, do I, stick. don't know how many Game Pass across all things they've sold, like new subscribers this year. Go ahead. 20 million. Whoa, whoa! Right, like they—they they don't think like that's—that's already what the argument is. They right don't there, have to say right there, right like, there. You see, guys, look at these numbers. Software, software's software always beats hardware for this very reason. Well, I mean, I think that you're going to see it. Like, I don't want it to. I don't want I, it to win. But you're right. Like, it has a lot of advantages look, here. I am adamant that I do not want this direction in video games. I am adamant hmm. that this is only going to lead to more. Pandora's box, more behind closed doors, more black boxes that we as consumers don't understand. This is this is the direction that we're going to be heading in. I don't want that. But yeah. software is all shit ton easier and a shit ton cheaper to produce than hardware, especially when you're facing supply shortages. Especially when you know when when consumers can't get their hands on your product. It's a lot easier to yeah, distribute the, software only. The marketplace is leaning it there. And, but the interesting part for me is going from uh, working in a computer store in the 90s where <laughs> software had to fit on a disk or on several disks yeah, and wow. watching how data and code has become such that you could just sit like once CD-ROMs came along, then it just keeps on getting bigger no, but- and bigger and bigger. And it's just hilarious to me because it's like, can you imagine being a kid and getting Game Pass? Let's say you, you take out the whole cloud gaming beta part of it. So you get Game Pass. So every game on here you can play, Billy. I want to play that one. Okay, come back in three hours when it downloads. <laughs> it's the size of games is amazing to me. The size of software is just amazing to me now. That's that it's of so course, but the reality horrible. is, is like as streaming becomes more readily available, and again, now we're talking about the yeah, we're talking about the, about ideal variables right now, right? It's not going to make yep. a difference. It's not going to make a difference to a lot of consumers. 
It's interesting though. Yeah. TVs having having Stadia and Xbox they're exploring that preloading Xbox Game Pass into televisions. <sighs> Things like that. It's God, it's I happening. That. I just I know it's happening, but this is just like Yeah. I just want a dumb TV again. Yeah. I know, right? Consoles, man. I just like I just want a console. Put my fucking yep. game in said console fucking turn on the system and fucking play the game that's all boris well, wants to do what I, what the hell did it came out the other week about uh halo infinite remember the problem i was telling you with the preloads yeah effectively microsoft made coasters for everybody because the game that shipped on the disc mm-hmm. was only the multiplayer 17 gig install so no matter what you had, no matter what you went to your store and waited till the middle of the night or whatever the scenario is to get that game so you could come home and load it up and play it, it wouldn't do anything unless you got 45 gigabyte download off the internet. For a second, I thought Tyler was like going to just curl up in, in a ball and fall asleep. <laughs> no, it's I'm in the basement and I we I had to rebuild the fire. So I was like taking off the blankets because oh, I'm finally uh... warm enough. Yeah, that's funny. Um, what? A, yeah, the video game industry, guys. I don't know. I like. I really do want to take a step back and do that look at some point. But number I, one, I mean, where do we issue, start? Number two, I'm afraid of what I'm going to find out. I mean, I think one of the biggest issues is what it's always been, which is no one wants to talk. Of course, not because they don't want to talk, but because like I, they need jobs. Yeah. Right? It is so hard to get someone to talk. You don't name names. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, no, 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 no. I'm just, no, no. I'm just mean like for the whistleblowers, like they, you, they, like there are none because they don't want to name names. Yeah. Oh, I, I misunderstood you. I'm not saying we as the reporters, Mm -hmm. as you know, we won't name the sources. Of course not. But like at the end of the day, there are, like what you're saying is there are no sources. It, there are a few sources, and in part because, like, let's say they they cover their butt and they don't, you know, they don't name names. It's still not a huge industry, and it's yeah. not too hard to, to like reconstruct out. things. Yeah, yeah, you're you're well, 100% that's, that's right. a lot of, a lot of the stuff about the sexual harassment, right? That's yep. what kept a lot of women from coming forward over the years because if they said something, they were going to get, you know, that was it. They're yeah. going to get blackballed for life. And meanwhile, Lucas C.K. gets to have another comedy special. Yeah, exactly. Unreal. Well, that's the fucking world we live in, guys. All right. I think we uh, kind of uh, went a little long there. But, uh, like, again, it was a good conversation. I love it when we talk about this sort of stuff. Uh, Phil, how was your week? Oh, man. We're 46 in just doing our week. Um, Yeah. Yeah, better than last time. I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> no, I, the week was okay. You know, um, I'm I'm quietly getting excited for Book of Boba Fett. I'm plodding my way through Blade Runner, and I watched a bunch of movies that you guys gifted me. So, yeah, you know what? Overall, pretty quiet, and work was just nuts. Right? Whatever. <sighs> I don't know what is going on, but you know december busy time no you know you know what it honestly is corporate america and i said this last week i'm gonna say it again corporate america is is using its its couple months window of trying to make profit before the next lockdown before the next major wave 
and and the pressure was on everyone and that was exactly what was happening because i can see now you know the writings on the wall look at new york city look at quebec yeah. look at ontario look at major populations we're all heading back into lockdown bay bay yeah the wave is coming but yeah you know what it it's uh I, you know, aside from the stuff we're going to talk about too, you know, and Hawkeye and you lucky buggers were good enough to get out to a movie theater too dank and moist for me. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It was good. Um, Tyler, what's going on in the life of Tyler? Um, tried Blade Runner on Phil's recommendation. And I'm having a little bit of difficulty getting into it, but I think I was just in a, in a weird space today. I tried it, so maybe another try. Um, Hawkeye is phenomenal. Saw Spider Man canceled so much stuff over the last week, and I have a fun little bit of fun little bit of news uh, mm-hmm. about a comic book roundup. Is that what they are? CBR. What do they yeah. officially stand for? Comic right. book resources. Resources. Mm-hmm. So owned by Valnet Inc. out of Quebec, yes. who owns other companies including Screen Rant, Bleeding Cool. No. Ugh. You actually said their name. No, what podcast. does Valnet own? Oh no, no. We're about to report some like oh. Oh. So they own Screen Rant, Collider, Comic Book Roundup, Android Police, Muo, The Gamer, Game Rant, and a bunch of others. They're yet another one of these conglomerates that owns a bunch of publishing arms. Yeah. So, I had a job interview with them. Yeah, you mentioned last and week you had a job interview coming. Yeah, I had I had two job interviews this week. All right. And both of them lasted me asking the interviewer one question and being like, oh, so we're done here. <laughs> oh, wow. So, for me, I'm, I am a writer. I have an established list of things. Yep. I've written for Salon. Mm-hmm. I have written for like international NGOs. I've written for the UN. Yep. What do you what 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 do you like what do you what would your opening offer be, Boris? It should be for, not stupid. For a full time job. This was advertised as a full time job. Full time job. What was it for? What was it doing? Writing? Staff writer? As a writer. As as a writer. It was a writer. It was a writer for uh, CBR. It should at least be. And I'm I'm even going to lowball this. 50, yeah. six, 50 to 60K. Oh, God. You are so way too high. I know. Oh, I Their know offer was. Their offer was 20. Remember, if you, this if is for advertising. a full-time job. If you even say 20-something, I swear to God. Oh, Boris. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. $20 an article. Plus traffic bonuses. Oh, my God. Mm. Well, that explains the quality of their headlines. Yeah, right? You're like, oh, I understand a lot now. I understand a lot of your business model. So, for our audience who might not know, that is... so, So... Big companies like to market. Like, you get a traffic bonus because then it's all up to how good your article is or not. And that's not your job. Why should the writer bear the risk? The way that magazines and stuff has been done is I don't, is the writer doesn't get to choose what they write. Exactly. The editor does. Exactly. So, like, 
you know, if 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 I, it'd be it'd be a little bit different if I were sitting there and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna write a series of long winding pieces on the philosophy of Witcher three and whatever, and you know, and the editor was gonna polish it up and just throw it out there. Yeah, it'd be a different story. But no, it's the editor assigns you what to write. So they are making the decision, but then you bear the risk. Yeah. And that's just that's not how anything is supposed to work. Well, and here's here's the amazing part. Like I've I've obviously learned to read some articles now. Sometimes I'll throw things out there because I know they're from sources that you guys respect. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. But when I get into these things, when they slip into my Google news feed and I see, oh crap, my eyes roll whenever it's CBR or something like that, not to single them out, but there's a few where I'm just like, oh, come on. Like I look at it and it's usually a clickbaity type title that I'm thinking, I just want a quick payoff and get the hell out of here before all my cookies go to hell or whatever. Right. Exactly. And it's written in such a way that you have to scroll through pages like what feels like would be pages in the old html to get to that paragraph that gives you the payout of information yep and this is the garbage that these guys promote in order to just say hey he saw six advertisements because we hit it down there and he had to read all about matrix one two and three and production problems and all this and all that just to know that matrix four comes out december 22nd like yeah makes a lot of sense yep and it's it's all part of this weird set of algorithms people have decided this is going to be better for business and it's just yeah anyone for business not 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 content creators but it's not better for business right like it's, it's better for business in the short run but you're seeing what happens now every time this happens of you end up in this race to who can be the most disgusting and yeah. that's why more and more people get ad blockers, which then makes your job even harder. Instead of just doing what good content creators have done since time immemorial, which is like, I'm going to make a good thing, and if y'all don't find a way to pay me for it, it's not going to get made anymore. Well, you know what it ends up doing, like for me personally, is yep. I, I block everything. I used to be the biggest Collider fan. I have that entire news outlet blocked. Because and that's what happens. garbage, you know, and I'm just like, forget it. I want this gone. CBR gone. This guy yeah. gone. Like go to settings. Yep. Block now it you're off. seeing why. Now you're seeing this is why we have friends in the sports uh, yep. realm who are making their own way through personal blogs with a paywall. Yeah, this is why like the athletic Molinaro. John Molinaro yeah. is exactly what I was thinking of. This is why mm-hmm. something like The Athletic survives and lives. And I love The Athletic. Oh, you get some amazing articles on The Athletic. Um, beautiful, well-written articles. Oh, I love reading The Athletic. You know why? Because it avoids this bullshit. It avoids all this yeah. bullshit. You have to pay yep. for it, but it's good. And we're not talking a paywall like, you know, like 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 the Toronto Star and stuff like that, right? Like, we're talking about, like, legit reporters, Doing legit reporting. Yeah. They're conglomerating and, and making a product, right? Like, that's that's the thing. It, it follows the whole Patreon model, right? Like Exactly. Where I go and I pay a guy eight bucks a month. I get, I buy him half a pack of smokes because yep. he gives me the tunes for my car every week. 
Just those so wieners each and month titties. I give them eight bucks. <laughs> Done. Like I'll pay for for quality content that's on the on point. But the minute he starts to waver or whatever, I don't identify with the writing. I can make a choice, and that tells the content creator, "Hey, this is a change that the customers don't really like, or it's a new path that I'm going to get more eyes for now." Yep. Maybe I'm losing stale eyes. Who knows? And let me tell you, Mr. Molinaro is, is is doing pretty well for himself right now. Good. I was thinking about John. I was going to text him and see how he's doing. He's doing good. He's he's good. But yeah, you know, this is another industry where we're seeing um, writers and 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 actual creators getting being taken advantage of, right? Yep. Well, so, I mean, trying to. I mean, if you're well, if you're yeah. Okay, yeah. but 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 Tyler, if you're but here's ever the thing. creative. You're you're, for lack of a better term, a little more established. No, I, yeah, I'm mid career. Okay, I so, get that. I was more going to say of like like they're like, don't yeah. let people take advantage of you because it's never worth it. If you're yeah. new, like any job I did for free, oh, Tyler. Okay, Boris is yeah. new. Boris is you know ten years younger than he is right now, and he wants to get into sure. into writing and creating content in 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 your mm-hmm. realm. I go to you and yeah. say, hey Taylor, hey, hey Tyler, Mister Tyler, Mister Old Man. How do I yeah. get started? What is the one piece of advice that you would give someone? I mean, it'd be I'd first ask a couple questions because I work in like three industries that are very disparate and be like, which one are you interested in? Because I'd start with one. Because the best thing to do is start with one thing. And the second best thing is for writers, learn how to pitch. Mm. Those are the two most important things. Mm-hmm. If you like, like you can pitch to any news outlet and if you have a good enough idea and good enough stuff like like they don't super care if you don't have great like previous credentials if your idea is good enough it helps and you will establish yourself over time but it's it's that's like you know you early on you don't they don't owe you anything and then the last bit is just get used to rejection like if you're not getting rejected like two, three hundred times a year, you know, people are going like, yeah, no, thanks. You're not doing it. Yeah. You see, yeah. I, I, I just like, you know, and I'm the bad example just because I stumbled into writing. I mm-hmm. kind of fell into it based off of my podcasts and, 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 yeah. and, and brand names in other ways. Right. So I'm the bad example of that. Uh, but yeah, like, like, yeah, it's just, it's just, like, man, this world, this world is so fucked. Yeah. I'm just telling you 10 years ago, Boris, go to the soccer show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lordy Lord. That'll Lord. never get the light one of the thing. best. Weekends. But yes, I can only imagine all those points stand Tyler. You're right. Like I was thinking rejection must be that would be the toughest thing i think for a lot of people to deal with is and maybe it becomes easier once it happens to you enough i don't it know. it is a skill you develop of just it's you, you you just get to a certain point where your brain goes it's not about me yeah mm-hmm. and that's the trick and you're still gonna have bad days and you're gonna have some idea that you were in love with yeah and it still gets rejected and it still stings and you know you cut out early that day or whatever that's what i do yeah <laughs> Right, like it's just like God. Ah, oh, I, I freaking loved. I really thought, I thought that my piece on, 
you know, the dip that like a piece I had on how stoicism is bad, actually. And and the fact that like tech bros love stoicism because yeah. they just use it to do whatever they want. Exactly. And like and and I pitched that and the person was like, Yeah, I just I agree with you, but I don't see an article there. And I'm like, <laughs> No. You know what the other issue is there is that yeah. it's the tech bros who who would read that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean I mean look tech bros love to think they're doing better than other tech bros let's yeah. call his bait his bait yeah you're right tim ferris got the way he did yeah right yep all right guys one minor tidbit and i should have brought this up as we were talking about video games and this just goes to and i hate jumping back and forth like this but this just goes to show you how big this industry is the game awards set a new viewership record with 85 million total streams. Jeez. Oh, cool. Yeah. Does it show you? Is that big in the Super Bowl? I, I got I to gotta call it out, though, after watching it, becoming completely disengaged with it. It just felt like a giant commercial. That's that's what I kept telling <laughs> it, you. Everyone said this year. Yeah, yeah. Come on. It, it was annoying me. It was I, like the pacing, everything. I'm like... I'm on overload. Got to walk away. No, 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 not happening. Like, over. it's catching up. It's catching up to the Super Bowl, though. Yeah. It's catching up. It is. It's it is. It's a lot closer than you I think. I found it was very, very Ten schizophrenic. Mil? Oh, my God. Now. Was I ever going out of my head? All right. All right. Spider-Man. No Way Home. $587 million in the first weekend worldwide. It made $253 million domestically. That's the third biggest first weekend in history of film for North America, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Avengers Endgame is still the all-time domestic record holder with $357 million, followed by Avengers Infinity War at $257.6 million that makes if my math is correct spider-man no way home third place with 253 million not bad during a pandemic well phil you know just hold on hold on hold on i get it let's be honest let's be honest here Hmm. yes there is a pandemic worldwide pandemic still going on but the way that the USA treats it is very yeah. different from the way that we are. No, I, I agree. That out we, but we have box office open. Like it's a good sign during, or if you want to consider it post pandemic, it's a good sign for the industry. People went to see a movie. Yeah, no, for sure. It went back to the old times in terms of no, a for lot sure. of money was, was. Oh, for sure. You know, it makes. Oh yeah. I can imagine that there's a lot of Disney executives oh, yeah. going. We need to rethink this Disney Plus strategy and get more stuff in the theaters now. Like, nah, nah. there's money in them. They're hills. No, they they know what's up. They know that the theater industry, the cinemas, are dangling on 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 one 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 ball hair away from falling away. One ball hair, jeez. You know, I had to. But, Come on. Yeah. But yeah, it's tough, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that ball hair is tough Good for them. They had they had a good weekend with it, and I expect that they're going to have some more. Like, 
at least in the States. Well, we're reducing, but we're not dead yet. I, I would imagine is. things are going to get creative. Well, Quebec is, yeah. But I would imagine things are going to get more creative. I don't know where or what's going to happen. But if if I knew, I guess I'd be a rich man. But yep, Exactly. I'm oh, yeah. hoping for it. I'm pulling for everybody to be able to go watch your movies in the theater and eat your popcorn. And not you know what movie, at least here in Canada, will be interesting to see how it does just because it doesn't have the the the, the, the upside of having the simultaneous release. That is The Matrix. That's going to hurt. Yep, burrs. I don't know why. I said they that. actually, here in Nova Scotia, I had a ticket. He and they were like, ticket. no, that ticket isn't valid anymore. You're not valid anymore. What? No, no like they literally said uh, on on Thursday, Thursday was the last day for movies in Nova Scotia, and they are reevaluating what the procedures are, and all movies are canceled until future, further notice. Hold oh, on, okay. so you guys, the, the cinemas are closed? Temporarily, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, here they're reduced to 50% capacity, but the entire building, not each cinema... So cinemas can still be at capacity, oh. but the building can, can only be at 50%. Yeah, I know. This is the issue. That's how diseases work, right? This is the issues. These are the issues, wow. I'm, I should say. Wow. That's how, that's how, that's how it works. And let's be honest. Oh, so it's not. It's not even about public safety anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> it's about manipulation. This is the. This is the issue. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. I've been. I've been. I've been. Oh, just because <laughs> your government is stupid as shit, makes stupid decisions, doesn't mean that this COVID is not real. You cannot equate your government stupidity to the validity to the actual health of. Or to, to, to how dangerous COVID still can be. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah. That's oh, I'm upset over that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. I was talking with, uh, with someone when I went to go watch Spider-Man, and that's what they were telling me. And even they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't want to have theaters at capacity. Literally. We don't want... Can you, you know imagine what? the okay. discussion? Can you, can you imagine like, then... You know, theater A being blamed for an outbreak? Yeah, because of the fucking rules. Why? Because we yeah, pre-sold that entire theater. A minimum wage employee had to make a health and safety call for all X people. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. That's, that's ultimately who you're putting all of your trust in. Like your yep. health and safety, your wellness is in the hands of the guy who's scooping up popcorn and scraping gum off the floor. And used cars. Not to put those people down. Like, uh, like I, it can't be an easy job. I don't envy them and whatnot. But there has to be some responsibility. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And I'm not saying that's a generalization. It might be some theater. Like, honestly, I saw on the news today, they had a theater chain owner on that was from another province in Quebec. And he just kept on spouting conspiracies. Yeah, I know. And they were just like, get them off, get them off. They kept on trying to refocus them on, well, what's the impact going to be to your business? And he's like, well, the government knows they're going to shut down, blah, blah, blah. Like, and they're just like, kill interview. Like, and I'm like, maybe he makes that decision. I don't know. Yep. All right. Shall we go on to the, to the spoiler part of the show? Let's go. Let's go to the spoiler zone. 
Let's go to the spoiler zone. All right, so we're going to be talking. Let's go to the spoiler zone. I was waiting for that, too. All right. Uh, spoilers. We are going to be talking about. Spoilers. Can I talk? Spoiler zone. <laughs> and we're sober right now. Tomorrow's going to be a shit show. All right, we're going to be talking Hawkeye episode five, and then we're going to round out the episode talking all things Spider-Man, No Way Home, spoilers galore. So if you haven't seen either of these things, pause the episode, go and watch it, come back, finish to me. We'll, having... do, we'll do the Hawkeye first, yeah, we're which doing... you probably have seen. Then we will put in another spoiler warning so you can go to your theater and bypass all health and safety and watch Spider-Man. All right, uh, Phil, write this down. One minute, eight seconds. Just write that down. Just remember that. Oh, yeah. One hour, eight eight seconds. All right. Now. One hour, eight minutes. Ronin was the episode name. So we find out it's pretty much what happens to uh, Black Widow's sister during the blip. Uh, she apparently went, went, went bye-bye for five years, came back. I really enjoyed that scene. Um, you know, this episode, I, I really liked this. The dialogue was fucking amazing in this episode. Phenomenal. It was just so good. Um, you know, I make fun of the humor in the MCU. Sometimes how, how, how. How the humor comes off, but I felt that it was just so genuine in this episode, um, and I, I honestly just really, really, really enjoyed it. Specifically, I'm talking about the conversation with uh, uh, Kate and uh, what's her name? The craft dinner conversation. Yeah, the craft dinner conversation. Specifically. Yeah. Apparently, mm-hmm. everyone. Like, even the people who made it, like, were making that, and they were like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, for me, it, it, it's good. I don't have any complaints about Hawkeye right now. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to it sewing up. But it's exactly what I w- was thinking it was going to be, and that makes me happy. And that is, it's a competent disney plus show yep i'm glad it's not the train wreck that it could have been i'm glad that it's not it's just doing what it needs to do and it's doing it well you know what's funny uh okay so so so, yeah it was yelena and and kate just had this back and forth conversation um and it was just so well written so well done you kind of see the charm that yelena has and you kind of see kind of where kate like is 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 you know where where she kind of draws a line at trusting people, but at the same time, she's ultimately a just a good person. So it's just the, the, the back and forth mm-hmm. that they had was just fantastic. Now um, we're gonna put a pause there. The reason why I wanted to put a pause there was because Phil on Saturday, uh, first first Sunday night's main event, we were recording the best of worst of episodes for the radio show. Um, and but before we started recording, uh, uh, Jason Agnew and myself were talking about Spider Man. Kind of like spoiler free. Um, and all of a sudden, we started talking about Hawkeye. And Jason said the exact same thing as you. How he hated episode mm. one. 
kind of started coming around episode two, but it was episode three where he got hooked. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, episode one wasn't like it was epically bad. It was just tonally wrong for me. And that was where I put my head. I wasn't ready for a Christmas show and to be for it to be that Christmassy. And I was worried that they were going to blow it into Kitchland. And the, the show got its feet. Like, it, it really landed. So, it's a shame it's only six episodes, to be yeah. honest. But at the same rate, I, like I also it, though, appreciate the direct storytelling. They're not farting around and, and wasting episodes. Like, they're being economic with their time and storytelling. And that was a good thing. Good for yep. them. Like, like exactly. you say, the craft dinner thing was great. Like, it actually made... made an otherwise forgettable movie in Black Widow make more sense. Yeah. Have more relevance. Right. And on the flip side, we have Maya Lopez really wanting to uh, get her revenge on Ronan, um, you know, with, with, with her uncle being killed by Ronan. Now, um, you know, everyone is telling her essentially that this is not a good idea. So they come up with a plan. Clint dons the Ronan suit and essentially uh, he and Lopez get into a huge fight Clint slash Ronan end up winning this fight. And he basically says, look, leave me and my family alone. And, you know, we're all fucking good. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Kate and Yelena are trying to figure out exactly who is in charge, what is going on, where everyone is connected, because we find out that Yelena was hired by somebody. Dun, dun, dun. And by the end of the episode... It comes out that it was actually Kate's mom. Mephisto. Yeah, it was Mephisto the entire time. It was Kate's mom. If they tracked the money to her and she was actually working with the big guy, the big guy himself, Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. Kingpin. A.k.a. they brought him back, Vincent Donforio. A.k.a. The big fat guy from the Spider-Man video game. Yep. <laughs> so that, that there we are. <laughs> yep. I do yep. know Kingpin from comic books too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not I mean, like you geeks. <laughs> it was it was nice, and then we did get the statement from Feige that from this that apparently the MCU Netflix shows. Are gonna be in canon. Yo, I didn't yep. know that. That's great. Yep, correct. Uh, it was over the weekend. It was the weekend. It was the weekend after No Way Home. They, they well, I was not. I was not because now we're doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was this past that, weekend. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he 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 said it, and I know that there was some disagree with Netflix on who was going to own what and honestly it was probably going to be what Netflix was going to get yeah. paid out which to an extent I understand but several of the actors who've been involved with the past stuff who ostensibly have not yet talked to Marvel have come out and said like I would do, I would do that again I would do my character again yeah so I like money I mean it's like my, I mean, both that but also I think it was fun playing the character be and being oddly you know, enough being part of this it would it would be part of the MCU now, like they, you know, it's a good. Oddly enough, they're they're struggling with characters from Iron Fist to sign on to MCU. 
Mm. Well, what's her name just said she would? Yeah, except for, yeah, um, yeah. I forget her name. I mean, the only character they need. She yeah. ended with the Iron Fist. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Now, anything we want to talk about with Hawkeye? Like, like Jessica Henwick. Yes, that's it. What do we want to like, do? Do we want to jump to Spider Man now? Do we want to continue with Hawkeye? I don't see anything else. You know, the I, season finale you know, is coming Hawkeye up. Hawkeye, I have found of days. to be really, really. Apparently, the season finale is the longest season finale show of a Marvel show. Yeah. So I guess they they're actually going to just let it do its run, however long they need to tell the stories, however long they're going to get for this episode. So yeah. I didn't look at the specific time because it was buried in one of those shit articles. We were yeah. Talking about. And I didn't even so. watch the trailer that they released. Like, I'm just going to go in as cold as cold can be. And enjoy the show for what it is, um, or enjoy the episode for what it is, because yeah, you know. All right, that's our eight-minute talk on Hawkeye, which leads us to one sixteen, and I'm gonna say it. Yeah, we're gonna have Spider-Man spoilers. I have not seen the movie, and I have agreed to letting these two spoil it because I will not be going to said dank and moist theater. Now, Tyler wanted to so eloquently summarize this movie for people so tyler i'm gonna pass the baton to you so the spoilers are starting right up front with this one because this was several members of my family got me on facetime afterwards and they're not they're not going anytime soon and they were like i just we don't care about spoilers just like should we see this movie or not you know don't give us a beat by beat but i literally said you know what look it is the third tom holland spider-man movie and it's also the third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie. And it's also the fourth Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. And they were like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a very good season finale. And I would argue, like, if we're just talking about movies as an art form, it's not a great movie. Phenomenal season finale. Not a great movie. Yeah, that's ex- I think that is the best way to put it. I do have one mild critique of the movie. Please go but ahead. As we're going to put that way at the end. Because okay. it, it, that is, it has to do with the end of the plot. And it's, it's literally, the, my critique is the last two scenes of the movie. Okay. I think I know where you're going with this, but we'll, we'll have a good conversation about this. Okay. All right. So, you know, the basic premise is exactly what you thought it was. Uh, you know, uh, Peter Parker wants, you know, his, his secret is out. Uh, Mysterio got him. I mean, I mean, basically, if you saw the trailer, that's what the first twenty minutes. Yeah, it's so funny. Honestly, like, it's just almost legit. like oh, just all the trailers are the first twenty minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Honestly, uh, the secret's out. His life is in shambles. Ned and MJ, his life is also in shambles because they were also outed as being co-conspirators with Peter Parker for Peter Parker. Everything's going to shit. Uh, they go into hiding. Um, you know, and and he hires a pretty good lawyer. Tyler, who is this lawyer? It is Daredevil. Yep. They uh, play it. They play it a little smooth, like not really, but a little a smooth. Little, a little. Yeah, they don't. Um, go, they don't fly. He's got like, has a cameo. Yeah. It's yeah. also, and this part was an interesting choice of just, yeah. Uh, they hire him, and just there, you never see the inside of a courtroom. It's solved. The problem is solved. There are no more legal troubles. Yeah, they, like it, it. This is this is what I mean. Like it was a good movie, but at the same time, 
It wasn't because it's like they cop out a lot. They jump time a lot in this movie. Basically, uh, this movie lasts 10 months. Um, and it's like within the first 20 minutes, they literally jump the 10 months. Uh, so, yeah, Daredevil makes his appearance. Um, you know, they, they, they do have a joke about him being more than just a lawyer. Ha, ha, ha. Um, and then, you know, because... MJ, Ned, and Peter are are seniors. It is now time for them to, you know, apply to universities. And because of all the controversy that they've created, because a lot of people are in 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 the MCU are siding with Mysterio, they think that Spider Man is a menace. That he did destroy the bridge in London. Um, that that Mysterio was actually the hero. You know. Their lives were basically in shambles. No university wanted to take them. Um, so Peter Parker kind of took it upon himself to, you know, help his his um, his compadres. So he goes to Doctor Strange and it's exactly like what we said earlier, where if you saw the trailer, that's exactly what happens. It is a spell to forget um, who Spider-Man is. And as they're telling this, uh, this spell, Peter is being Peter Parker, being the annoying little brat and, and, and stopping Dr. Strange from continuing. And this is when shit starts getting bad because, you know, they're, they're adding variables to the spell. Long story short, the spell is fucked. This opens up the multiverse. This now allows for other people who know Peter Parker as Spider-Man to come into this world. They're all being attracted into this world because that's where the spell was told. That's, you know, the, the center of the multiverse right now. So after some deliberation back and forth, Peter essentially wants to talk to the MIT uh, rep. And as he's going to do so, this is when we get the infamous Doc Ock introduction. Um, you know, there's a fight. Doc Ock rips off the mask. And he realizes that this isn't the Peter Parker that he knows. He's like, what the hell is going on? As all of this is happening, Peter Parker outsmarts Doc Ock. Enter Green Goblin. And essentially, right as Green Goblin shows up, Doctor Strange steps in. This leads us into kind of like the second act, which was kind of like a round them up. Peter needed to just get at all of the um, they find out exactly what's going on that, you know, uh, that people from other multiverses are coming into their multiverse and they need to round them up and send them back home through discovery. They find out that essentially anyone who was killed by Spider-Man is showing up because they know his identity now. This is when the movie kind of comes a little strange, Tyler. Like, not strange, but, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. How, how would so you describe it? So, I really it? like this. So, it takes a twist of, you think that it's going to be, okay, Peter is, Peter goes, you start to get all of them up, they start to talk to each other, and you see it being like, aw, shit, they're talking, the villains are starting to get along, oh, we're going to get Sinister Six, and then Peter's like, no. I, in fact, reject this premise. I, in fact, reject the premise of what you think this movie is. I reject toxic masculinity. 
I'm going to beat up Doctor Strange and steal his stuff yep. and lock him in the mirror dimension. Yeah, because he eventually... And then we're going to... Go ahead, sorry. And then we're going to go cure all the people. We're going to yeah. go make it so, like, they don't have to die. Yeah. They we're wanna, gonna, he we're wants gonna... to redeem everyone, essentially, right? Because he, he doesn't want these people to go home and die. Because he knows that's their ultimate fate. If they go home, they're all going to die. Peter doesn't want this because Aunt May convinces him that he has to be the bigger person, the better person. Sometimes that's making the hard decisions. I think about that. Like, it is a repudiation of the previous generation of Marvel movies in a good way, right? Like, I think that you have to have your meta narrative evolve. Yeah. And as we saw with Black Panther, mm. especially, it's this rejection of the old fashioned, oh, I'm going to punch you until it gets better. Yeah. Of like, he's trying to talk it out. And he's like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to kill you. Yeah. And like, especially because we got to remember, like, he doesn't. Like, these people have done nothing wrong to him other than, like, Green Goblin. But even Green Goblin then comes and apologizes. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so right. long story short, they're, they're all, they, all the villains end up together with Peter. Doctor Strange is in the mirror world. They're trying to get each other cured. While all of this is going down, you know, this is when, when, when shit hits the fan. Um, and, and Green Goblin comes out of Norman. And, you know, everything goes to hell. Sets everything loose. Sets everything loose, to say the least. Having said that, Doc Ock was cured. Um, Yes. And and that's a very important thing to note. Uh, And, you know, J. Jonah Jameson is is trying to get the scoop. Um, Which, a quick aside, J. Jonah Jameson, who is so obviously based on Alex Jones here. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, his set is the same. Yes. His font is the same. Like, his logo is the same. They're like, oh my god, they're just doing, they're just doing Alex Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, he's, he, he yells more than normal. Like, it's, it's, it's Alex Jones. Uh, anyways. Yeah, so, yeah. so he wants a scoop. He wants Spider-Man to pay. Uh, and as all of this is happening, you know, he, he finds out where he's hiding with the villains. And of course, as everyone shows up. And the cops show up. There's a huge brawl that's happening. And, you know, I got to say, this fight scene was well done. It was very realistic. It was unlike any other fight scene that I think we've seen from the two previous MCU iterations of Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, especially doubly so because been rewatching all the Marvel movies. The fight scenes, really all of the fight scenes pre-Avengers are not great. No, yeah, agreed. And then Thor 2 is garbage. Yeah. The fight scenes are some of the worst I've ever seen. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, we finally got to Guardians, and it's like, oh my god, right, fight yes. scenes again. That exactly. actually are, like, interesting to watch. And even then, Guardians had a huge cop-out at the end, but... Um, no, that was amazing. But- Back to my reject toxic masculinity. All right. Point is... Dance off. <laughs> yeah, I, which I loved personally. I'm just, it's just like it is what it is. Phenomenal. Now, back to Spider Man. So, yeah. huge fight erupts. Shit hits the fan. You know, the cops are there. Aunt May gets injured. Uh, her and Peter kind of have this long discussion about how he ultimately didn't fuck up and he's doing the right things. She gives the line, you know, with great power. The line. Comes the line. With great power yeah. comes great responsibility. 
but she's a lot more Peter injured. has broken ribs. Yeah, Peter has broken ribs, and we find out that Aunt May is actually a lot more injured than she than than, than originally thought. And she dies in Peter's arms as uh, Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They just kill Aunt May. They just fucking offer. Wow. After she is broken up with Happy. So Happy's fucking ruined as well. Oh, Happy gets arrested. Happy. Happy goes to jail because you find out he's robbed the Stark Industries. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, right. no, stuff gets real really fast. Yeah. Like when they said that this this movie has is all about choices. Holy shit. Yeah. You know, all right, so I, Aunt May is dead. The villains are winning at this point. Uh, Peter, except for Sandman, who really just wants to go home. He just, he wants nothing to do with anything. He's, he's like, just, fuck this. <laughs> it's phenomenal how much he's like, I just want to go home. Yeah. Shut, I don't care. Like, earlier on, Peter's like, I'm going to cure you. He's like, I don't care. Just send us home. Yeah. So it's good. the same actor playing yep. Sandman. Uh, yeah. yeah, they have him doing voice, but... Um, his CGI okay. up until the very end. It, okay. Yeah, he's CGI up until the very end, and they reuse chunks of previous movies for him. Yeah. Um, they just update the CGI, and I, I, I don't have a problem with it. A lot of people are freaking out online, but I think he couldn't... Like, I think he could, He was only available for, like, a day of shooting. Yeah. Right. And then voiced over. And then similar with, like, the lizard of, like, he's in lizard form most of the movie who you can get anyone to do that yeah all right so peter earth six should is this earth 616 i guess it is now right like it is safe to say it is tyler's checking this up i'm just gonna keep it is 616 all right so earth 616 peter or peter prime Earth Primers. Prime, Tom Holland, he goes off and he's, you know, his aunt just passed away in his arms. He blames himself. He blames uh, Green Goblin. What's interesting to note, and I feel like they made it a point for a reason, Tyler, and I wanted to bring this up, is yeah. one thing that Norman Osborn makes very obvious is that he went to the offices of Oscorp and he's like, they don't exist here. So in yeah. this world, in, in, in this MCU world, Oscorp yep. does not exist. Yes. Right. Or didn't at that time. At that, That's exactly where I'm going with that. Now, anyways, Peter Parker, prime Peter Parker goes away. Ned and MJ, they have this cube, the cube that can end everything. If they press the button, it sends everyone home, but they all end up dying. They're looking for Peter. Um, Ned ended Ned. up with with uh, Doctor Strange. Yep, exactly. So 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 now he he can do some magic. Um, and yeah, I also Ned like starts they, doing magic. Yeah, Ned learns how to do magic faster than Doctor Strange. Yeah, exactly. Which is hilarious, right? It's, and I love when Doctor he, Strange brings it up later. He's like, interesting. So I feel like there's a he does have a line on. earlier on that his family has always been magic. Yeah, where his grandma says. His family. His grandma, my grandma said, we've always been magic. Yeah. All right. Oh so God. he starts saying, okay, we can find Peter, you know, because he found out how the, how it all works and the teleportation works. And he's like, you know, let me find Peter Parker. Well, they find Peter Parker, but it's not our Peter Parker. It's yeah. the amazing Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield. So he comes yep. in, uh, they do it again. And Go ahead. He's got maximum angst. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, sure. Yeah. 
Are you saying the Garfield guy lied? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big time. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And it's interesting yeah, so, because so, like his arc, his arc apparently went fucking dark. Yeah, he had yeah, yeah. So so let's finish the bit of then yeah. Ned does another one and they get Toby Maguire. Okay. And Toby Maguire is like Old they man. don't make him look younger. Toby Maguire has lived some years. Yeah. Toby Maguire's been eating the hamburgers. Yeah. No, like he's in shape. Oh, okay. He's in shape, but, he's but like, Toby Maguire is, what, he's got to be in his mid to late 40s now, hasn't yeah. he? At least. At least. I, I just thought so, it would have been funny to be like, you know, that, that Spider-Verse movie and everything. Well, it, it kind of do, was. It his kind back of did, does get thrown yeah. out later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they kind of do touch on some of the jokes from Spider-Verse. So, okay. you know, so the two Spider-Man are there. MJ and Ned are trying to figure out where their Spider-Man, where their Peter Parker is. They basically say, hey, is there's, you know, the the the, the other two Spider-Men say, is there, uh, you know, a place that he likes to be alone and to think? They f- end up going there. And then we get, you know, the everyone comes back together. <laughs> and then the conversation, as they're having some conversation, we kind of find out what's been going on their lives since their last movie. You know, it sounds like uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is just living life, you know, kicking ass, naming and, and taking names with MJ, uh, Mary Jane Watson, that is. But Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, Tyler, fucking emo Spider-Man, because remember, the last time we saw him, uh, he, he literally... He was supposed just... to get a third movie and didn't. Yeah, exactly. So his arc never ended. Yeah, but they kind of fill in some blanks. So after Gwen Stacy yeah. dies... He basically said that he went fucking dark. He went out there basically Batmaning Stop everyone. Stop pulling his punches is yeah. what he says. Mm-hmm. It, mm. They don't say it, but they imply Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man went and killed some people. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, it's, just, it's dark. And Tobey and Maguire says like he had a hard time too and he had to get through it. And Which makes you like, wonder what happened, talks, right? Well, I mean, he went through a lot of stuff as well, right? Like his him and MJ. Dying, yeah, he, yeah he, he had so many people die in his life. Yeah. Like his mentor, his other mentor, yeah. his uncle, his best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got hit. Yeah. So, aunt May by that point. Yeah. Because she, because his Aunt May was ancient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she gone. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, yeah, they go find Tom Holland. And the Spider-Man's Spider-Man together. Yep, they Spider-Man There's together. A- they 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 say, okay, we're gonna do the right thing. We're gonna send everyone home. We're gonna kill everyone. We're gonna cure everyone first. So they all work together. Hilarity ensues again because they're finding out, or this is when they find out, they have the bit and they make fun of Tobey Maguire having the organic. Uh, web slingers, which is yep. absolutely hilarious. Um, there's all there's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of funny they, stuff. Yeah, the whole they make of Andrew Garfield being the loser one. Yeah, and Toby Maguire going, "No, you're amazing." What's this <laughs> negative self talk? You are amazing. I want you to say it. I want you to say I'm amazing. There's some really fucking hilarious lines. Anyways, God. so this is yeah. where the this movie actually ties in with Hawkeye. Episode 5. In Hawkeye, Episode 5, did you guys notice that they were talking about the unveiling of the new Statue of Liberty? I did. Yeah. I actually was spoiled. Someone, I don't know where I saw it, but I was spoiled on, I somehow saw an image of the Statue of Liberty early. Mm. 
Right. I don't even know where now. Like, I didn't even save it. I was just like, oh, I can't tell anyone because I don't want to spoil it. So, they make mention of the unveiling of the new Statue of Liberty in Hawkeye. Well, guess what? The Statue of Liberty is is just, it's right now, it's being ready to be, like, covered up once more before it's unveiling. Uh, so they all end it's up. Two in this, yeah, they all they're all in the Statue of Liberty. They lure uh, all the villains. Obviously, everyone is is getting cured, but Earth Prime, Spider Man, Tom Holland, Spider Man obviously wants his revenge. I'm I'm leaving a few stuff out because I do want to you know people to, to go out and watch it and still be surprised um you know th- there's the final showdown between our green our, our spider-man and the green goblin and, and it gets uh, pretty pretty intense at times i guess yep um really intense i did should not say. go where i expected it to go yeah 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 exactly really happened he went there did not go where i expected it to go yeah basically tom holland is is, is going apeshit he is not pulling his punches also um toby mcguire ends up getting stabbed by like he he sees so tom holland he gets picks stabbed. up the glider Let's just go he gets stabbed yeah yeah he gets no, stabbed. you said you wanted if we're not if there's exactly. something to not reveal it's that exactly so toby gets stabbed dr strange is back uh the, the device to send everyone home gets blown up yep the universe starts collapsing and the only way to do it is to make everyone forget Peter Parker's Spider-Man. So that's exactly what happens. So everyone in the world. But, yeah. Go ahead. But he promises to tell M to find MJ and Ned and let them know. Yep. Um, and, and to bring them back up to speed. And we have been establishing all movie the importance of him working with these two. Yeah. And they get so much character development that we didn't talk about, but like they are doing so much in this movie. And MJ has like has good ideas and is in fight scenes actually making a difference. She is so badass in this movie. It's amazing. Um, And and Ned's doing shit. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. As we said, everyone forgets who Peter Parker even is. They forget he even exists. Yeah, no, it's people. Yeah, people forget about Peter Parker. People still remember Spider-Man and Spider-Man has still done a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. So Spider-Man has still fought the Infinity War. Spider-Man was still at the Civil War in Berlin, but no one knew it was Peter Parker. Yeah. So we see scenes like happy hogan talking to peter being like oh how'd you know this lady oh through spider-man that's how i knew her too mm. yeah so the final scene go ahead you can now you can take this over tyler because you you had and then he goes tom holland goes to the, the, the diner they've been at a few times now in the movie where mj works um they have uh uh MJ and Ned have now been accepted to MIT because without Spider-Man screwing their stuff up, of course they did. Um, they're friends, which, you know, one of the issues we're going to have to deal with is what does it mean to forget Peter Parker? Because why are they friends if not for Peter Parker? Yeah. But Peter Parker doesn't even have a high school degree anymore. He does, has no proof he's ever attended high school. Oh, because everybody forgot him. Yeah, so he's like studying for his GED. He gets a shithole apartment in New York. And he doesn't tell them. He 
refuses to tell them and he decides to go do his own thing. Now, and this is where, you know, the biggest criticism of the MCU Spider-Man. Hmm? This is my criticism. Yep, the biggest criticism of the MCU Spider-Man as he was little Tony Stark and he wasn't street level. He was, you know, he 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 was basically, you know, everything. The lure of Spider-Man was gone because he was Tony's little buddy. He was the the Robin to well, his Batman. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they've retconned that with the ending that they gave us mm-hmm. because it's revealed that Spider-Man uh, has created a new costume. He made it himself. And he's he's back to doing street level stuff without real technology. Outside yeah, of his, he's lost all of his Tony Stark stuff. He's lost everything. He and literally everyone. like he lives in a shithole and has like two boxes of stuff. So Mike, I don't have a problem with that actually. I what like I'm it just because at, now. Okay, go ahead. What I'm mad about is we spent the entire movie talking about the importance, and the entire movie is about the importance. Of not being a lone wolf douchebag. Yeah. Of being like, you need a team. Yeah. It's important. You need to let people in. You don't need to be- carry this weight all your- all on your own. And MJ and him, like, learning to have a healthy relationship. And him learning to have a healthy relationship with Ned. And then he's like, no. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He rejects the entire... He rejects his own premise from earlier in the movie. So, I do hope that I think it's not. I don't, think, I don't think it's officially confirmed yet, but it's. I think all but confirmed. Tom Holland is doing at least three more Spider-Man yep. movies. Yeah, he signed on for three. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, however many other Marvel movies go in that yeah. contract. Yeah. If they don't readdress that, I think they've made a mistake. Agreed. Yeah. Well, maybe it's maybe it's his phase right now. I don't know. But now you. I, mean, I gotta but, say, but now it could open up a lot, right? Now this opens up the possibility yeah. of Mary Jane Watson. This opens up the possibility, you know, of 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 other stuff to happen in this universe, um, which we're gonna get to in one second when we talk sure. about the post credit scene. The only one that really matters. Mm. Well, one's just a trailer. One's a trailer for for Doctor Strange too. And I don't say that because they're always just a trailer, but this one is just like, it is literally cut as a trailer. No, it's right. similar to It's how, not like yeah, a yeah, scene. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so now it's the kind of retcon Spider-Man into this street level, yeah. which I can see being interesting, especially if you integrate the Netflix shows into the MCU. Sure. The Defenders and whatnot. Now, also... My criticism, well, Tyler, a couple weeks ago, uh, Phil and I were talking about Hawkeye, and I'm like, you know, and, I th- and I'm pretty sure I repeated myself last week, and that was, while all of this is going on, where the fuck is Spider-Man? Well, now we kind of know. He was dealing with his own shit, slash, no one knows about him anymore. No one knows about Peter that- Parker, that is. So, Yeah, I mean, one of the issues we are going to have to figure out as we get further in is... Some people would still know, who, like, that Spider-Man exists. Yeah. Right? Like, Hawkeye would still have fought him. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But, right? Like, 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 Bucky would distinctly remember, like, oh, yeah, no, I fought this guy who was, like, you have a metal arm? That's so weird because we've established that's still canon. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have his cell phone number? <laughs> Agreed, but you know, but at the core of it, it, it it helps explain a lot. But there's still some explaining going to need to do. I like the fact that they've gone street level, and there we go. Tom Holland's Spider-Man High School trilogy is over. 
if I may, I, what I would have done to end it is, is you know, have him go to the apartment, as we saw, do all of that. He's got the books for the GED getting ready. Swap that scene with have him, like, put on the new suit, do the swing, and then go down and have him just, like, wh- like swing down in front of the diner and look in. And then just leave it up, to, up in the air of whether he keeps, like, whether he tells them or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot nicer to the next director. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Now. All right. Let's jump into the post credit scene. Uh, post credit scene is Eddie Brock. Where we, we Tom Hardy. Up, Tom Hardy. We, we, yeah. We, 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 Second we pick, MCU character. Yep. We, we pick him up or we pick up where we left him off during Venom 2. And he's talking to a, a bartender in the resort that he's at. And he's kind of putting everything together that's happening in this or in this world. So he's learned about Thanos. He's learned about a bunch of heroes. He's learned about, uh, you know, everything, like the, the, a lot of the MCU stuff. Um, but obviously this is happening at the same time that uh, Doctor Strange is, is, is retelling the spell to send everyone back home. He leaves. The bartender's like, fuck. This guy just walked out on the bill. He picks up the tray. The tray goes away. And there's a little piece of symbiote left in the MCU. Yep. Yep. So there we go. Okay. That's how, now, that's how we get that. I've Venom listened here. to you two retell the, the story of this movie, okay? And I got to say, it sounds horrible. <laughs> so again... Here's the thing. It sounds so confusing. If you watch it as a movie, it is a terrible movie. Like, Ashley and I were talking, and like, imagine if you walked in, and you were, you had had seen some of the MCU. Yeah. Like, you had seen Iron Man, the Avengers movies, Black Panther, and the Spider-Mans. You'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. This is the issue. Yeah, this, this is what we've been talking about. This is even about. more than MCU. This is about yeah. all of the previous versions of Spider-Man. Like, you're talking about yeah. like, 30 years of movies here. <laughs> exactly. 20, but sure. Like, 20, okay, well, you know, whenever the first Sp- Tobey Maguire movie came 19 out. 19 years ago, to be exact. 19, there you go. So, 20 years of movies. It, it's more than just... Oh, here's 23 other movies in, that have been produced since 2007. You're talking about, you know, oh, let's just go 20 years. And the stuff that we don't actually recognize is now relevant. Like, it's to a now brought extent. into this. To a certain extent, yeah. Like, what Sony did is now MCU. Like, Ish. It, it's, it's part of the multiverse. Like, it's part of the fun. I get it. I get the intent. It just sounds messy. Like... When you guys listen, if you bother to listen to this episode, you're going to be like, oh, crap. Like, no, this is what it sounds like when little kids are on the playground and they're like, and then Darth Vader said, oh, a little bit. No, but that's how this movie <laughs> right? is, like, Phil. That's honestly yeah. how this movie is. No, I know. It, it just, the, it didn't know, do the movie me. justice. Oh, trust me. I mean, I know. I'm sure, I'm sure visually and, and uh, your point stands. Yeah. It sounded like garbage, though. <laughs> It, it sounded like confusing hot garbage. It can be. Like 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 honestly it can be. 
And I know there's going to be all those little nuggets that you get the redemption out of exactly. and, and whatnot, like those those moments, like the Daredevil moment and everything like that, where you're going to be like, oh, magnifique, right? The chef cash. What's cash. funny? It's just going to be like, oh my goodness, that was great. But I've read a lot of articles that are complaining that Doc Octopus got the redeeming qualities and it wasn't Green Goblin. I'm like, that's like saying, that's honestly like saying in a Batman movie, you trying to redeem the Joker as a good guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I would argue they, they, you know, they did some redemption. They did. They did, to be honest, at least on Norman Osborn. Well, yeah, right. Like that, that was always the shtick is like it, that, what his situation was. I've yeah. also heard the complaint that Dr. Strange is angry. In this. How dare he? For, for, for no apparent reason. Like the well, complaint is, good, is you know they what? don't know you, why they or do the give reason, reason they give in the movie. Oh, the reason they give dude, in the movie. They give, they give a lot him, of reasons. They give him many reasons to be angry. Number one, he is not the Sorcerer Supreme anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, no, if anyone's like, why is he angry? It's like, I don't know. Learn. Like, and I say this as someone who's on the spectrum, learn to interpret human emotions. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, he's always been a surly guy. Like, I, like 100%. I was, I'm, I yeah. was struggling with that complaint, to be honest. But yeah. again, it was an article. Oh, that I, was I written know. As an article to get you to read it, to be yeah, for sure. upset. You know what I mean? It's engineering. It's, it's we'll put your eyeballs on this. And I just stop. I'm like, forget it. I hate it. Yeah. Well, I, right. I haven't watched it. Tyler, any final thoughts on Spider Man No Way Home before we wrap this show up no i mean again it's a great <laughs> it's a great season finale i love it we have 11 mcu properties coming out next year i know <laughs> i know uh, trust me uh, i know it's gonna be an insane year but for that, we're going to have to wait for another day because I think it is time for us to go. We will be back later this week as we have our Christmas show as we gift each other something to watch and we talk about it slash yell at each other over gifting each other stuff. Phil, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of us, please. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can track us down on the internet at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can look us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those social media places at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. And you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere where you find podcasts, you're going to find the It's Canon Podcast. And uh, we'd really appreciate you uh, clicking that subscribe button and leaving a rate and review if the platform allows it. And uh, be sure to tell your friends to listen in to the shenanigans on the It's Canon podcast. Thanks, Phil. Like I mentioned, we're going to be back later this week for our Christmas special. It'll be posted on Christmas Eve in the evening. So be sure to subscribe so you get a notification on your mobile device when that comes out. And be sure to rate and review. It's the It's Canon podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things geek, all things pop culture, where we talk about anything and everything because as the show says it's all in canon he's phil he's tyler i'm boris thank you for listening and until next time good night <laughs>